So starting this thing off, man, um, you know, your website's called J Malik. Is that how you pronounce your last name? Yep. J Malik. J Malik teachings, right? So yep. how would you sum up what your teachings are? Like, what are you trying to teach and bring to the world? That's a good question. Um, if I had to sum it up, I would say bridging the gap between one's spiritual potential and essence and one's material potential in essence. And so realizing that there is a spiritual component to material expansion, whether that's relationships, whether it's finding your purpose, whatever it is, it's being living out your design experience for life and doing it at the highest potential. And like I said, bridging that gap, showing there is a greater spiritual potential that mostly even realize and that there we can always go inward to find more of who we are. And that process is a beautiful process of just like self-discovery, self-reflection, self-awareness. And the more aware we become of who we are, the more we embody it. And the more we embody it, the more you know, we expand into it. And so that's the baseline of everything is just like, how do we get back to our, um, our highest self to a degree? Mm -hmm. I see. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that's the epitome of true spirituality in the 21st century sense, living in the Western world. So you go within, figure out what you got to do, who you are. Um, and then you do it and then you yeah. embody it, like you said. So yeah, I fully stand behind that. Um, so what do we got to do? You know, like, how do you, <laughs> how do you find out what you truly are? Uh, you know, what are some of your practices that you would do at least? Yeah. I mean, that's, so it depends. I mean, I can go from my experience and just working with people. Um, first recognizing that there is a great depth of conditioning and another word for conditioning we can use. That's like maybe a lighter word is like learning that we learn so many things in this lifetime that, some are correct, some are incorrect, some are based on the past, some are based on the future, some are based on the present. There are so many things that we absorb before we even have the, the skill set to actually dissect information. So we're children learning about the world and we're getting all kinds of inputs from people who have different experiences. We're not able to say what's what, what's the line and what's not, right? And the people who are giving information to us don't really know who we are yet either. They're just like, projecting maybe on who they hope we will be in the future, but they don't know who we really are yet. And so as you grow older, you're kind of combing through those things that don't align or don't feel right or um, things are traumatic. And there's so many things to unpack. Well, the first step is just realizing that everything in our consciousness field or in our awareness or in our, our lived experiences are not necessarily things that are meant or aligned for us. Mm -hmm. And so that creates the question of well what is a line for me and how do i get to that space and it's like i i take like spirituality and um empathy as how aware of you of the minute changes of the small things that make you feel like this doesn't feel right and getting really in tune with the body and how the body is saying this isn't right for you this isn't right for you and if i can get aware of my body and we 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 feel it, but we suppress those things naturally because we have to. As we grow older, we're just taught to. Okay, well, I can't cry anymore. You know, you, you're nine years old. You can't cry anymore. So now you have to get that emotion some other way that may not be healthy because if someone didn't tell you how to do it. You know, there's a long line of things that can happen, right? But so now I have to find out what doesn't feel good and why doesn't it feel good? Is it trauma related or is it misalignment or both? And as you comb through those things, I mean, a great practice is meditation, like learning how to just sit with self. Um, there is a study even done that shows the brain activity and how it changes after the first 100 hours versus 1,000 versus 10,000. I think they did like a, a Tibetan monk who had like 10,000 hours of sitting in meditation. And there's like his brain chemistry was so amazing. They, they really couldn't like fathom. But just sitting with self, getting more attuned to self, getting more attuned with just stillness, because that is where we can call feminine energy or this infinite potential exists in that stillness. 
and where masculine energy or the exoteric, the outer world is based on kinetic energy. It's about movement. It's about how do you take this energy and use it for something? And so we're always balancing the stillness and movement and sitting in stillness. It allows us to just be attuned to what it feels like to just really be aligned. And the more you sit, the more you feel on the outside world, like, hmm, it doesn't feel like when I was sitting. When I was sitting, I was in this space. And when I was doing this thing, it doesn't feel close to that. It feels actually in opposition to that stillness space. Yeah. And the more we grow into that, I always say that I think meditation is actually happens when you're in the outside world. Like you, when you're really in the movement, can you find stillness in the movement of life and say, wait a minute, does this feel like stillness? Does this movement feel like the thing that I'm derived from, this infinite potential of energy? Does this feel like I'm in my my highest self? Do I feel like I'm in, in tune with my body and tune with my spirit and tune with my mind? And if not, there's like things to change. And that's like a, a huge, I mean, that's, we can sum it up in like five minutes, but that's a huge step right that can take months can take years depending on the situation but just be and it's an ever going process of like learning what is for me because every moment is a new moment right like we were never here until today so we don't know what today brings until we experience it and so we're constantly evolving constantly shifting and another thing is just at that point there may be also habits and behaviors that we've learned that aren't aligned so it could be a little bit self-sabotage that we've learned things that are against our true nature so it's like i may have to change this habit up on the outside world that i'm meant to do even this could be considered a good habit on the outside world like maybe someone went into this career field and they studied their entire life to do one thing and they don't really feel aligned with it and now they don't know what to do because they're like i don't want to do this thing anymore so there's a, there's a a bunch of different things and it plays a part um in the career career choices um, finances and how we think about money, uh, family, relationships, sex, like the core areas of life are all based on this alignment principle. And if we've, you know, not changed society, but if we just shift it back to a conscious format of, hey, is this even right for you? Because everything is not right for everyone. And so my primary thing is just like, hey, if there are things you want to shift into or maybe things are right for you, but you want more of it, you want to expand deeper into it. There may be some shifts that are blocking you from going into it more. So and I just think life is a process of ever going expansion. There's always room to expand. There's always room to um, embody your truer self. And if as long as we do that from a place of you know abundance and not scarcity or not lack or not fear, we're doing it from a place of, hey, I'm just trying to experience myself here like that's what we are anyway we're just consciousness trying to experience human life through each individual actor yeah right like your actor is different than my actor we have different roles different scenes different plots and our plots intertwine and that's always a magical moment the human connection is the most amazing thing because it means it's infinite consciousness brought two actors in the same scene at one time and there's a reason for this scene and we always get to find the magic of that scene. And that's just kind of the core principles that from relationships to career to finances that kind of, you know, sums up the alignment process, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well said, man. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack there, but I mean, it's pretty simple when you put it in the way of, it's just like find that internal alignment that's within. Yeah. And do you believe that, it's within all of us. There's, you know, 8 billion human beings here. We all have that kind of internal intuitive guidance within us. We do. Um, I think it's harder for some to find because of the conditions that they're in. And that is for whatever reason it is, you know, I don't have, you know, a deep philosophical reason for why some people are born into the conditions they're in and why are others born in other conditions. It's just, that's part of their story. That's part of their deeper, you know, spiritual contract here. But, we all have it. It's just some of us have a difficult challenge to unpack because it may be your parents. It could be abuse. It could, there are so many things that impact the psyche that can completely throw you off your path, seemingly at least. Even though that throwing off your path may be actually putting you on your path. Hmm. And so there are a lot of things to be done in the shadows of life, like in the stuff that doesn't feel so good that 
talk about healing and expansion, it sounds fun, but there's like a lot of dark work that goes into that too, where your negative thoughts, your self-doubt, your self-worth, your feeling of inadequacy, all, all those things that come up in the human psyche have to be dealt with also spiritually. And it can be a difficult path and we've created things to numb ourselves from them, right? Because all things are created to bring a simulation of that energy of alignment, whether it's entertainment, whether it's sex, whether it's food, we create things that remind us of that alignment, even though it may be temporary or, you know, artificial. So we all know what we're looking for because we, that's everything we built is based around it. It's just how do we get to it in the most natural sense, in a sense that's actually productive for human consciousness. And, you know, it's just a matter of understanding it, being exposed to it, and then being willing to say, hey, I'm going to dive into this a little bit deeper to see what's on my path. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think the darkness, you know, like the stuff or suffering, essentially, stuff we all go through in our life, that's kind of the point in a way. If you want to, if you really want to escape the darkness and the shit in your life, that's what I think leads people to that intuitive guidance. You know, it's kind of like uh, it's the catalyst for most people's uh, um, getting on the path. It's that I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't be on the hamster wheel anymore. There's got to be another way to go about this. And yeah. I think, yeah, it's different for everybody um, in, in everybody's own karma and everybody's own circumstances in life. But when it really comes down to it, it's that usually some kind of like trauma or conflict or just some kind of event happens in somebody's life that says, wait a second, man, there's got to be some other way to um, to examine my life and then from there to live my life. Um, and that's how I see people getting on the path, man, from what I've experienced and from what I've um, witnessed other people experience. It's, it's through some kind of like there's just something happens with the suffering and then they say, how do I get out of this suffering? You know what I mean? So the, the place for the darkness in our life is so that we can see through it and find the light, <laughs> you know, yeah. you can't have one without the other and we need it. I mean, the, the, the hardest part is like getting on that bandwagon of being able to find the light. And I don't, I don't know. Some people, I guess, just get it easier or quicker than other people but i wish i could give it to everybody you know i wish i could show people the good news <laughs> to everybody but you can't you yeah. have to do it in, every, in everyone's own life they have to do it in their yeah. own accord that's the thing that's the crazy part is that um i think there's a a shift in the fact that we are highly pain motivated and I don't think we're designed to be. I just think it's just a natural reflection. Like our brain's like, oh, this is not safe. Like this isn't, you can't handle this anymore. And I always call um, like healing the ever growing process, right? And I think there is restorative healing that is typically what you're talking about. Like it's pain related, it's suffering. It's I went through this thing and, I, and no more. And then there's expansive healing where it's in a way inducing your own darkness. Um, let's say you're in a great space in your life. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go back a, a step. A lot of people get to that space where they go through the suffering and they expand. And then there's like a deep sense of apathy, like an insane amount of apathy to where it's like, everything is everything. Why is this experience? Why is this human experience what it is? Like you kind of like see the veil for what it is and you, you everything is lifted and you're like, What's the point? Yeah. There's no meaning. And it's like, there is no meaning to life until you give it one. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes just like seeing the potential, like beyond the restoration process of like getting away from suffering, but then to say, Hey, if, if life is meaningless, if life has no inherent, you know, purpose, if anyone can go through suffering, anyone can go through, um, joyousness, then what is the point? But then to say, what is my own potential? What is my highest impact? What is the best version of me look like? And I think humans are wired to be inspired. Like the, the most essential like nature of human nature is to innovate. I look at how many, I think about how we lived 40,000 years ago. 
versus today. The things that we've created are not pain-based. Like they come from a place of pain, but the things that we've innovated have come from the spirit of creativity and innovation, imagination and expansion. And we can do that on the external a lot. And I just don't think we do a lot internally. Like we do a lot of, you know, um, I think of people who go through surgery for things, but they may not work out. Like they'll get something fixed, but they won't improve something. And it's spiritually, I think we do a lot of fixing, but it's like, how do we actually innovate spiritually? How do we push beyond what we think our limit is? Because we don't know what our limit is. You told someone out of a cave in 50,000 BC that we're going to have uh, Zoom calls. It would seem like a crazy idea. Like, what are you talking about? What's a call? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it, w- it would be insane to think that like we're basically time traveling right now in real time. Like I can see <laughs> we can, we're talking and we're, we're shrinking time where it would take, you know, maybe months before to give you one message now yeah. we can do in real time so we've done things that are absolutely amazing when it comes to innovation and it's like think about the level of human consciousness that we have now what if the conscious level was higher how much could we innovate then and it's that that push for saying hey if, if consciousness can be raised any to any degree the innovation curve is exponential it's not linear so as we raise consciousness, innovation explodes. And within our own life, the microcosm of that is, hey, my consciousness can a- increase and my innovation can go exponential. And that is where kind of like the entry, the curiosity is like, wait a minute, like, who am I really? Like this form of me is the caveman version of me 50,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. The version of me yesterday, you can think about your life five years ago and say, whoa, I'm not that guy anymore. But what about the guy you are today? five years from now, who would that person become? Which one's the real you? It's like the future you is more of the real you than you are. Oh, yeah. like, I, I want to bring that version closer to me. Cause like, if I can already imagine it, it's already too close to ignore it. The part of me that I really want to get to is the part that I can't see yet. So it's like, I got to pull everything I know that I am into me now to say, I got to expand into what I know I can be so I can get to the unknown parts, so I can get to those shadows of things that I can't see so that I can innovate and my my purpose, my impact can all become more real. They can become clear. And I think we live on a level of comfort, especially I think spiritually that again, we have these traumas, these pain points, and we we bounce back from those things and we say, okay, I'm healing from this or I'm healing from that. But it's like, what about the highest version? Like, I don't want to keep working on my lowest self forever. Like we can do that. that like it can be an infinite process because it's, it's not going away. I can't get rid of my lower self. I can only get higher to my higher self. If I want to keep going, I, I can't keep dealing with the thing at the bottom. Yeah. And I think we spend a lot of time like oh, I got to fix this shadow. It's like, no, just work towards the other thing. Go the other way. And I think the human spirit wants to go the other way naturally, but we're not taught to go the other way because there's also things that are about success and power that have been distorted. There's things, there are so many things that then become they're not personal anymore. They're a part of a collective consciousness that are interweaving with your realities and your, your narratives that play out. And it's like, Hmm, to expand into all I can be, what does that really, really mean on this planet? And it's like anyone who, you know, desires, not even desires, but I, I think it's instinctual, like it's in us to be the greatest version of ourselves. It's just the layers that hold us back from that. But if you want to have that greatness, it's you have to like reach for it. It's there. It's not far away. It's just a reach away. You have to just arms length it. It's not a hand length. It's an arm length. You have to actually reach for it like you want it. The lower stuff is always right on you. It's like it's right here. You can you wake up with it. It's not going anywhere. That lower self, that ego is going to keep climbing as you climb. But that higher self, you got to keep reaching and like, don't look down. Just, just keep climbing. And I think that's the the core message I want to get across when it comes to like spiritual expansion is, hey, it's not just about healing from the yucky stuff. Like that has to happen. Like you can only go so far with dealing with so many things that are super traumatic and things that are just holding you back for years. You got to let that go. Sure. But what about the expansion? What about the fun part? 
because we're, we're here to enjoy this thing, enjoy this ride. So like, what about the best version of you? And not looking at that from comparing, seeing, like, oh, I'm inadequate because I'm not that version of myself yet. It's like, no, the journey is becoming that version of yourself. The, the journey is being happy that you get to expand into that version of yourself and seeing like, wow, I have so much more room to develop and expand it because I can see that version of myself. And it's clear to me and it feels aligned and I'm, I'm, I'm practicing in this stillness. I can see that self and it's talking to me. And it's a, it becomes an inner voice that says, Hey, go this way. Don't. And it starts shaping your behaviors, your patterns and all these different things start coming into existence. They come into reality, come to form and people start seeing the change. Like, wow, this person is expanding. How yeah. can I be a part of this? How can I be a part of what they got going on? And I think that's just, that's meant to be a, part of the human experience that I think we're we're missing. Some people get it, but I think we're missing it in the in the core context of like spirituality and humanity. Yeah, man. Expansion, evolution. Yeah. Yeah. I think um the popular paradigm right now is that like we stopped evolving. You know, mm -hmm. like we got through Darwinian evolution and this is it. Here we are and this is the end and we you know, like you said we have our comforts and you know, we're just trying to get through it, but yeah, I think if you're a real one, you kind of recognize that this is not the end. This is the beginning. <laughs> this is a new beginning for you. Um, and this is, yeah, like you said, this is where the fun starts. Uh, man, you, dude, you hit a lot of good points on that. And it's, it's so true. This is, I feel that in myself. And it's, it is a sense of empowerment. You know, if you can really touch upon that within yourself, it's like this, it's like the super saiyan mode. You know what I mean? It's like final yeah. form. Like you're, you're touching upon something that can't stop you. And it's so, it is, it's so empowering, man. And it, the journey, this, the journey, is, I feel as though in my personal life, it's just like, it's just beginning. And every day is a new beginning. But with that yeah. mindset, I feel like that's all I need. Like with that mindset of like, I'm going to aspire to be the best version of myself and do the best that I can to whatever is in my path. That's so like, Oh man, this, it's just like, I feel like a lot of people are lacking that in life, like a sense of purpose, yeah. like a sense of just doing something other than just paying the bills, like going, going to work and paying the bills, like a, a, a true sense of alignment with that, that thing we talked about that's inside of us, that intuitive guidance, and then creating from that, man, I would never give that up for any amount of money. I would never sell my soul for yeah. that, uh, to, 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 I would never give up and sell that sense of empowerment for anything seriously man there is really like a it's a blessing to be able to have that and what you just like what, the whole time that you just uh were talking and just described what you know the whole process of manifestation right there i was like in my in my heart i knew that was true i'm like yeah this is this is real and that's the thing too is like real recognize real man it's, it's like not everybody's on that wavelength but like if you are on that wavelength uh you, you kind of know what we're talking about right now. It's a yeah. sense of like, like I said, true empowerment. There's just something in you that can't be taken away. Um, it's beautiful, man. Yeah. I mean, some, I don't know what, uh, I don't even know like what to ask you from here. Cause that was so well put. Um, yeah. I mean, how, what are your practices for, uh, you know, staying on this wavelength, uh, staying on this uh, wavelength to manifestation, becoming your best self. Is there, Anything other than, you know, the basic meditation? Do you do like journaling or any other creative aspect to this? Um, I mean, I'm a huge stickler for, you know, reflection and contemplation. I think a lot of it just revolves in presence, like mindfulness in general. Um, and I think everything else is just a tool that we use to get to mindfulness. Mm -hmm. I think religion is originally like, text and, and things that are made to make you contemplate and make you sit still for a little bit to take you outside of the external world and bring you a little bit back into yourself. So I think the tools are just the, just the tools. Like as long as you're present, like I think everything comes down to how present are you of it? Like you're an actor. If you zone out for a scene, that scene not going to be good on camera. Yeah. And it's like, you're thinking about scene 12, you're on scene three, like scene three won't be that good. And like, yeah. It's presence, you know, and I told someone I was had a, a call before this and they're just like, what if, you know, the next thing you did was the last thing you could do? How great would you want that to be? Like, what if the last message you sent was the last message you ever sent? What if the last story you ever told, the last inspirational message? Like, what if this podcast is the last podcast? 
there's so much depth like wow this this is it i gotta be present for this and it kind of loses a sense of uh scarcity that we have sometimes like i gotta get to that next thing because like what if this is it what if all the juice comes down to this cup it's like can we actually pour into this efficiently and presence is, is something i just think it's, it's so underrated because it's stillness but it's like it's stillness while you're in the journey and i think just practicing that over and over again like daily and start reminding you i think you start feeling it when you're not in presence you're like it doesn't even feel good when you're not in presence but there's like a, there's an instinct like that lower self like wants to get you out of that space because it just wants to think about something else or go a different place and it's like how can i be still what am i so afraid of what am i so worried about how and it's really like a lack of faith in that higher thing we talked about like if i don't really believe in that higher thing i gotta figure out i gotta fix it if i don't believe i'm becoming that version of myself i gotta run and do something quickly to get get things done and get things organized but it's like if i actually believe in this higher self and this higher timeline that's actually molding me into that and I, I can have faith that this present moment is a path to that. So let me just soak this up so I don't miss anything because we know there's a lot of signs and codes that are revealed in small moments that if we look to the left and we miss it. We just miss that that message. Yeah. And presence is where you, you find all of that. Yeah, man. I agree. And it's, I mean, I imagine anybody that's listening to this has heard that before. It's a, It's almost a cliche at this point, but it's cliche for a reason. Just yeah. be in the moment, man. Be here now. It's it's pretty simple, and we've definitely all heard it before, but it's the truth. You just have to be here to be aligned, and then thus your future self will thank you. And that's how you truly create a better version of yourself in the future. It's almost paradoxical. you know, To yeah. be in the moment is actually creating a better future. When If you're thinking about the future and worrying about the future, you're actually going to create a lesser future, it seems. So the best thing we can do so we don't feel guilty about the past per se or we don't worry about the future is literally just come into this. This is the miracle of the moment right here, right now. And then thus it flows like there's a sense of flow. If you can if one can I'm speaking from personal experience, just align yourself, center yourself. And no matter whatever situation is going on, we just flow. There's no, there's no, there's a lack of resistance to the phenomena of life in this movie of life. Like you said, if you're an actor, <laughs> if you're not in the scene, if you're not truly there, and it's just gonna, you're gonna be a shitty scene. It's gonna be a shitty movie. So yeah. in the movie of your own life, you really gotta be there, man. You really gotta be there to make it, uh, to make it flow and to make the scene something beautiful. It's so true. It's so true, man. And it's like we lose track of that. Yeah. It's so simple. I mean. For me personally, meditation, just simple meditation has been important. So, I, you know, just like basic meditation, 10, 15, 20 minutes a day. And then having that reflect in my life, if I'm out in traffic or I'm dealing with somebody or if I'm whatever's happening on the, on the screen of my life, if I can always remember to come back into the breath, no matter where I am, and remember that uh, here and nowness. It's always beneficial. There's never like a downside to being present. Never. It's like, oh man, I hate being present right now. It's like, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> like worry about like the the that nursery rhyme or like life is but a dream. Like merely, 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 merely. It's like yeah. just roll the boat. Like you don't really have to go the other way. It's like it's all downstream. Mm-hmm. It's all downstream. Blow. Yeah, it's about the flow. And I think if somebody doesn't know what we're talking about right now, there goes the hippie talk, man. But it's not. It's like the total opposite. You know what I'm saying? It's the total opposite of that. It actually is like, you know, the cliche, like hippie, like they don't want to do anything, just smoke weed, sit around a campfire, hold hands. But it's actually like, it's the opposite of that. It actually creates, like being in the moment creates, for me at least speaking from personal experience, it creates a sense of action rather than inaction and uh, like, you know, destitution, it's actually like a sense of like wanting to do things. Like being in the moment is actually like expressing that sense of um, creativity and then bringing it to light with a sense of masculinity. And maybe we sure. can get into that, man. Like, what would you, um, so, because I know you, like, you, you write about, um, you know, masculine and, and feminine energy. So let's start off with this. Uh, what is, in your definition, what is divine femininity? And what is divine masculinity? 
It's mm, a good question. So in a in a nutshell, divine femininity is infinite potential. Mm. Like in its in its truest sense, it's infinite potential. It's the infinite stillness. There's nothing beyond this. Nothing can reach beyond it. It's infinite potential. And divine masculinity is infinite consciousness. It's awareness. And we think about the most aware things we have are based on the senses. It's like they've become real. They've become manifested. It's light energy. It's light consciousness. Things that have been made into the light versus the feminine is like the dark. Like it's it's kind of unknown. It's You can't perceive it. And so we carry both of those energies within us. And we have the polarity of the man and woman that play out those two things as well. And it's a beautiful microcosm of the divine. Like it's like a this this big grand stage, but everything is everything in, in that sense. Like when you understand like this stillness that you're getting back to is actually this thing that we all share that connects us. Like when you're in stillness and I'm in stillness, we're in the same stillness. Hmm. Yeah. Even though the light energy around us may be different, how the light shows us, because light is not actually, you know, isn't the presence, right? Like it's yeah. just a reflection of the object. So the, the things that we're reflecting in our realities are different, but the stillness is the same. And if we're in the same stillness, we're going towards the same infinite potential that is like, hey, there's more expansion. And when you get together with people who are also in that expansion, you start creating this massive energy of there's so much more we can do. That's why I said like you shift human consciousness just one degree higher innovation explodes because it's like whoa there's more people attached to that potential again there's more people going to that higher self again there's more boom innovation curve boom there's fire boom there's electricity boom there's whatever and it's like that is powerful and i think to understand that in our relationship it's it's profound to recognize like the feminine is not in its pure state it's not in here to do as like the masculine is it is about stillness about what what is coming from this unknown space and what can be molded in the sense that becomes family right like family becomes the light that reflects off the masculine feminine coming together which is why family is so important it's the oldest thing that we have yeah that still stands at least so that's how i kind of look at it like can we get back to the the union and understanding why there is a union in the first place? Because you have potential and awareness separate, then there is nothing. Mm-hmm. There's awareness of no potential. There's just awareness for the sake of awareness, but potential just potential is nothing happens. So you need this this marriage of the two to create change, to create new life, and that is reflected by the child, right? So. We have this mother, father, uh, child, you know, trinity going on that reflects in different aspects of life. It shows up in different areas, but this is part of the human like process is to remember the simple things are the path. Like the simplest things are the deepest things that we have here. And the things that are complex are just manifestations of the simple. And to really expand, you have to go back to the simple things over and over again and never get too far off from yourself to forget the simple, you know? Yeah, man. It's a good way to put it. Yeah, keep it simple. Overcomplicate the journey. Yeah. I think that's what the path is about, too, is like simplifying our life. Simplifying what we truly want. I don't even know if want is the right word, but it's like what we truly resonate at. Yeah. What, what do we not need and what do we need per se? I don't even know if need is the right word either, but it's like, it's, you know, getting rid of the clutter of life, the noise and the drama and figuring out uh, how to truly, yeah, be a happy human being. That's what we all want, right? <laughs> be, we find some kind of peace and stillness in our life. And do you think that comes from like an imbalance of the energies of like masculine and feminine? Do you think like there's some kind of uh, imbalance, not only on the collective, but within the individuals today like we just kind of are imbalanced in that dance between masculine and feminine sure um i think just 
I made a post yesterday on Instagram that talked about um, like the agenda, so to speak, to like separate family. And, you know, agenda is a word people, you know, it's, it gets people going, but yeah. more so it's a reflection. And I was like, a world that doesn't value masculinity cannot value femininity because everything is coming from a more wounded space. Um, if I'm doing from the sake of doing, if I'm in a masculine potential or not potential energy, kinetic energy, I'm, I'm moving this energy, but I'm not connected to the stillness. I'm not connected to the potential. I'm actually worried about the potential not happening. So I'm doing things in lack of understanding or connection with this potential that's actually here. And I'm actually worried that it doesn't exist. So I'm trying to find things to get me to it versus nothing is what gets me to it. And it's, it's such, like I said, it's paradoxical. It's like, how does nothing get me to it? And then doing gets me further away. But it's like, well, when you're in tune and then you you do what is in the scene, right? Like as long as you're doing what's in the scene, everything flows. When you get out the scene and you start thinking about scene 35, <laughs> you're in scene six and you start worrying that scene five is going to be right and scene 12 is going to go wrong. You're like, like, you're not even in the scene you're in. Yeah. And we're just doing and it impacts even I said in the beginning, everything we have is simulated to or we have is a simulation of that stillness. So you have like sex plays a huge part because sex is a major um, neurochemistry like boost. And if I can get sex easy and I don't have to find the stillness, then I'm going to create eventually I'm going to create families that are born out of not in stillness. They're in misalignment. And so then the child grows up with parents who were not in stillness. And then you have a household that's not in stillness. And then you have habits and behaviors. So we have a lot of long history of creation that was based on, hey, I just need something to feel good in that moment. And then we have to figure it out because we were, we're humans. We have to be responsible for what we do and we have to work it out. And there's so much trauma around that. And I think one thing that humans I don't know if it's historical or just like modern or what it is, but we have a very hard time of like cutting our losses, right? We we don't know how to say enough's enough. This is, well, I forgot the name of the um, fallacy, something cost fallacy. Like I invest in this company, it's going bankrupt. I'm going to hold into it anyway. I was the first investor. It's like, no, let it go. Like you're going to lose more money holding on to it. Yeah. Relationship, you hold on too long. It's like, cause you've, I've been, I've known there for 10 years. Like, so what? The 10 years does not matter for this scene. Like the scene goes on. They don't, they're not meant to be in the next scene. And so I think there are philosophies that we have and habits that have become cultural that we won't let go because it, letting it go means that we were wrong. It's like, like, yeah, you were wrong, but let's just say you weren't wrong and it was right for that scene, but now it's not right for the scene moving forward. And I think humanity, because we haven't had this stillness on a collective level, and the people who are the loudest are usually the people who are the most extreme because they have the most trauma or the most pain. So they're going to be screaming from this place of like, they don't have the stillness. And that's why they're upset about not having the stillness. And they're going to make everyone adjust to them not having the stillness. Mm-hmm. And so we have these habits and we just go down a long like line of things that are based on searching for something. Yeah. When everything is in nothingness, everything is already here. There's nothing, nothing is coming from, you can't escape potential. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, man. And that's, uh, you kind of just described the idea of karma over the generations. Like why, why we're in this crazy calamity of a situation we find ourselves in in the 21st century. It's just trauma and misalignment over generations and just coming from the wrong intention wrong intentions over generation and generation and here we are in this kind of uh seems like a chaotic world that we live in and it's because we're just not quite aligned with um you know that said source energy that's been within us that really divine aspect of creation like where we're supposed to resonate at we've just been cut off from that for some reason but yeah. I think this is like a, the time we're living in is like a, uh, it's like a grand renaissance. 
like something's happening man i don't know something's in the something's in the water something's going on with uh with humanity where it's just like we're we're getting we're getting back to i guess creating a new movie part two <laughs> you know this is the the sequel in a way to find out a different way to live but it's not even it's not even different it's like this is the way to live uh it's hard to explain it's like we all have our own way to live in the way but like there is there's a certain way <laughs> there's only one way exactly like and that's what i think one can find in their life is that the way is the way <laughs> and there's a that you can find that sense of orientation and you don't go back you know i feel like i could never go back to a sense of like getting lost in the sauce per se and just trying to fulfill materialism and and pleasure seeking and yeah that stuff pops up but i know that's not the way i know yeah. that's not like that's not that's not why gary haskins is here in this movie per se um yeah there's something going on where people are getting on that wavelength dude i don't know what's what's happening in the world but it's a it's a crazy time it's not crazy but it's a it's a it's a wondrous time to be alive i guess you could say to witness this and be a part of this kind of change that's uh taking place right now as we speak um yeah i don't know what do you think's going on in the world man like what's are people fed up are we just are we just fed up with the old ways and we just want to become a new i think we're I think ultimately um, life reveals itself in cycles and it's evident with like time and you watch the, every, everything's about cycles. Everything's about just returning back to this 360 degrees and like returning back to a point. And it's like, what did you learn on there? We even call it, you know, a revelation, right? Even the term revolution is still, it's like, it's all based around cycles and things changing in pattern. And so essentially, I think we're just in a rerun, like, you know, it's like watching a movie from the, the 70s and it gets redone in 2022. It's like, oh, I remember that movie. Yeah. Now it has new graphics and new characters and new actor. And I think we're just, it's funny, but it's not, but it's like, it is like, we're always living the same reality. Like, it's just different, but it's the same because we can, the reason we even have resonance with it, you know, and this is like, maybe it's too left field for, you know, some people, but like our bodies are made of the earth. Like everything that we are is made of the stuff that's already here. Mm -hmm. That creeps me out. Like in general, like just knowing that you're made of the same stuff that you live on. It's just, right. it's just insane to think about, but you resonate because the personality that you have in your mind has been here before. Maybe not your physical body in this way, but the personality that you have, the way it, it's wired has been here before. And you resonate with the same stories and the same things. It's just different. So it's a different experience because there are new actors, there are new scenes. There's like, it's like, oh, what's this? Oh, what's this? And there are some things about human conscious, like you said, the way is the way. How many teachers in history have been telling that story? <laughs> And sometimes we don't catch the story until a thousand years later. It's like, oh, that guy was trying to tell us this one thing. Yeah. And then by the time that happens, though, the text may be a little outdated. It may not be translated as well. We can't relate to the people who live back in those times. Like, no, no, you're missing the point. The way is still the way. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. That was back then. That's outdated. Like, no, 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 no. The way is never outdated. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. They don't apply to today. It's like, we're living. And but that's what they were doing back then. We're just the same people or not the same people, but we have the same consciousness connection to the people who were telling people back then, hey, the way is the way. People are like, oh, no, that was back before. It's like, no, the, it's going to continue. Yeah. But it upgrades and it, it evolves and there are more people connected to it. And we start, you know, shifting things. And I don't know what the ultimate plot of the movie is, right? Like, mm -hmm. even like our life, like we think that's a movie, but what if it's just like one second of a scene? in the grand theme of things. Like if yeah. we're like an extra in the movie, we thought we were the main character. It's like, we're just here for a hundred years and then we were gone. Yeah. Like what's yeah. the main plot? And it's like, I think we get that when we, you know, it's like um, you're in a play with people and when you're done with your, your lines, you get to go watch the play from, from the curtains. It's like, and I think, you know, we transition and we, we get to watch like, ah, that's what the, the movie was. I always thought that's what it was about. And I just, Wow, I wish I could, you know, reconnect with that. Mm. There's so much to that. Like, 
we don't know what this meaning is. We don't know what the plot ultimately is. But we do know we have a quality of connection with people that that we're here with. We know that they can be better than what they are. We know we can be more compassionate. We can be more empathetic. We can like we can do a lot of things that connect to that higher self when we reach up for that higher self. We know we can do that while being in the stillness, while being present. And that is what it's about more than anything, because you can only worry about the scene you're in. You can only be present in this presence. And so everything else is a distraction, essentially, from like presence. Mm-hmm. You only <laughs> this is going to be a memory one day, you know, like I don't know, like to what depth. Right. It could be like this could be a life changing memory right now. But we can be 20 years from now. We can be both gray in the beard. Like I remember I met Gary. We we're doing a podcast over Zoom and the kids would be like, well, what's Zoom? <laughs> yeah. Right. This could be a monumental moment. Mm. But we don't know that, but it can mean something just by being present. It'll last a little bit longer and the fruit of it will manifest if we're in it but if we're not in it it's gonna be like okay i did this podcast this guy i'm gonna put this up upload it all right who's next well i got like it's just like becomes more mundane and life is mundane but there's so much juice in the mundane like that is what life really is about it's like how can we make this ordinary thing this regular thing everyone does they 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 grow up they learn some stuff they get a job they work then they die they have kids you know probably and they die everyone does the same thing everyone but there's so much life in there. Yeah. We just miss it because we're like death is coming to us all. Like we won't escape death of this physical body, but how can we be present while we're here so that when we cross over the other side, we can be like, wow, I was present. And now I got a deeper appreciation for that life mm-hmm. to carry over into this new life. Mm. Amen, man. All said. Yeah, and I think that's kind of part of the plot is us being able to find out we can write the plot in a way. We yeah. don't know the ultimate plot. And even if we did, I don't think I'd be able to convey it in words. But I think touching upon that that uh, that vibration of the plot is being saying that I'm going to uh, write the script in a way. But it's not like writing the script willy nilly, just doing you know a free for all. It's like you you write the script aligned to a certain that ultimate plot that we talked about. It's like you become yeah. that co creator of the movie of life, and mm-hmm. that that's kind of I think the the gist that we're getting at is that uh, it's that sense of empowerment. Getting back to it, man, it's that sense of empowerment in that being able to write the script and the inevitable. Even though we can recognize our inevitable demise and the, and the inevitable darkness of this world and say, well, it's like, it's almost like, what are you going to do about it? You know, you're going to just be like, woe is me and let it get the best of you. Or, or are you truly going to find that sense in yourself to get the best of it? You become Mm -hmm. the master of your own domain. And I like the, like how you said, it's like a new movie. It's like in in going on the linguistic way, it's like a remastered version. Like we're remastering Mm -hmm. literally ourselves. We are the remaster of our own domain in this life. And that's how I see it, man. That's how I, I see this um, this whole grand scheme of life that's playing out right now is that we are literally remastering ourselves. Um, maybe it continues after, maybe not, but either way, what matters is just now in this, this phenomena that we find ourselves in, in remastering and whatever happens after we'll worry about that after because like we said all that all that really matters is just be here now and then that'll make it a better future anyway so just be here now man yeah that's that's what it's all about it's pretty cliche pretty cliche but it's cliche for a reason (laughs) yeah yeah man that's it's almost like drop the mic on that right there Drop the mic. That's it. Go the mic dropper. (laughs) Honestly. I mean, yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say? Get off your chest after that? Uh, I think we can probably start to wrap this thing up. Yeah. I mean, we can go in on the simple things forever because there's so much depth there. And I think that's just, you know, a part of life is realizing how much depth there is in the simple idea of presence. Yeah. Yeah, man. you, you, You said a lot. I said a lot. I think this is a, like, just great. I can I can feel the like presence and the stillness in this. Like, you know, we talked about 
co-creating that plot. Like when you're really channeling from that higher self, you're you are co-creating that that ultimate plot and you're creating the movie as it was designed. And that there's so much life in that. And so I appreciate being here, man. I think it's gonna be, you know, great and whatever aspect it was it's meant to be in, right? So <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly, man. Co-creating together. That's what I like doing um, with people on this. It's like uh, we, if you find a true flow with somebody, it's like you just, you, uh, it's hard to explain, man, unless you do it. It's like, you just, you, it's almost like creating one mind within the yeah. moment. And then, you know, not only are we doing this in this moment, but we're also capturing it for future moments for people to see. It's a, it's a different kind of art form that I've come to find doing this, but it's, uh, it's enjoyable. And it's also meditative. Like it's only made me more, more still in the moment mm-hmm. being able to do this because, um, I mean, I have no other choice but to be here with you, and I guess you don't have any other choice but to be here with me. And if you're, if we're both not, then it's going to be a shitty movie. <laughs> like we said, literally, it's going to be a shitty movie that we're creating. So, yeah, man, it's a meditative exercise to be able to do this, and it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's an honor to be able to do this with people like you. So I appreciate it, and I appreciate your time, your wisdom, and I appreciate anybody that was uh, on here and listening this long as well. So I mean, if you don't have anything else to say, we can wrap this thing up. Likewise, man. Likewise. Um, if anyone wants to find me, I'm available on Instagram at J Malik taught me um, on Facebook, YouTube, all this, you know, social media at J Malik taught me um, open for conversation, open for, you know, dialogue, stimulating questions, whatever the case may be, whatever, you know, if it's in the flow of your, your path, you know, just go with that. But Thanks for letting me be here on the platform and sharing this experience. Uh, we can do this again sometime. It, it would be great. I think it for sure. This is definitely um, you said meditative is is a great word. This is very uh, stillness was was brought. Was Hashtag brought stillness. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about, for man. Sure. All right. Well, yeah. Peace out. Appreciate your time. Thank you very much.